We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up? Welcome into another post-game edition of Green with Envy. As always, it's your boy Will Weir checking in. How you doing? How you living? Joining me as he does each and every time, my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only, the robed out, Greg Manakis. What's going on, my friend? Feeling swaggy tonight after that Celtics win, man. It was kind of like the complete opposite of the last game where Celtics got up big and then blew a lead. We got down early and then gained a lead. Great Celtics win, though. Yeah. After these first two games, it's really hard to walk away with any other feeling than what you just said. A little swaggy, right? Like it's there's you look at both of these games. They both end up in games that are very, very comfortable for the Celtics, which it's funny because you look through through the, you know, through the ethos of this season, the journey that we've all been on. And as fans, we get so crazy over an 82 game drive that we, we really have to, and we it's tough for us to do because a lot of times we'll just be like, guys, this is fucking 82 games. We got to calm down here. But we get so used to these, this rise in emotions of something is going to go wrong. And over 82 games, of course, shit goes wrong. But now you look at what this team has been to start the playoffs, and it's hard not to be a little chesty right now. Got to be chesty, uh, feeling great about Derek White, feeling great about Jason Tatum. Rob Williams looks good. So much to get to uh, in this second domination of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, no beating around the bush here. Let's do what we do every time we come on live right after the, the post game show. And let's queue up a morning box score. Boston Celtics tonight take a 2-0 series lead against the Atlanta Hawks in the best of seven series. Game flips to Atlanta on Friday night. Celtics win 119-106, holding down home court advantage inside the TD Garden. For the Hawks, Trey Young had 24 points. Their story of the night, though, really was DeJounte Murray, who had 29 points, six rebounds, six assists, at least giving them a chance at different points in this game. DeAndre Hunter also chipped in with 18 points and 12 rebounds and 18 points for Bogdan Bogdanovich off the bench. Let's flip over to the Celtics. And Greg, you already kind of touched on it. A guy that we're just going to have to talk about. And it feels like we talk about him every single game. 
Derek White, 26 points, seven rebounds, two assists, three blocks. Another just phenomenal performance from him. Another double-double from Jason Tatum, 29 points and 10 rebounds, 18 points for Jalen Brown, 14 for Marcus Smart, and then a really big game off the bench from Malcolm Brogdon. He has 13 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, not to mention made the coach a little bit of a little bit of scratch on the side here which we'll talk about celtics dominate the points inside the paint they go plus 24 win that 64 to 40. greg like we said it's hard not to feel good feel great cue the music it it just it is what it is right now it's 2-0 celtics heading to atlanta there's a bunch of guys that we could talk about here first who's the first one that you want to go with we got to start with D. White, man. Look at Let's that. Do it. Look at that box score line. 11 for 16. There's at one point, I think he was 11 for 14. I didn't realize how efficient he had been during the game. And then you just look up, they show his stats. You're like, man, D. White is probably the best player on the court tonight. You know, we were texting with our buddies, Mark and Chris, and Mark is kind of late to the party. Maybe Mark doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I wanted to call him out in that. It was like, where you been, dude? We, we debated this two and a half months ago, and then about two months ago decided it's confirmed. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's no if, maybe, on some nights. It's a definitive. Derek White is the third best player on this team, and tonight he was the best in the series. He's been the best player. He's been the MVP of the series so far. I mean, if you just look at the frustration that Trey Young feels, right? You can just like feel that coming through the screen. He's just like, I can't shake this dude. He's getting his shot blocked at the rim. He's getting his shot blocked at the three-point line. He just looks a mess out there on the court, and it's all because of Derek White and also just the tenacity of the entire defense. The Celtics defense is completely locked in right now. It's back. back, We are back. And I think like... Just looking at the let's let's stay on Derek White for a little bit. I yeah. mean, like what 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 where can we start with him, dude? Two well, for five from three, eleven for sixteen. So I was gonna four. say I have his I have his shot plot pulled up here or okay. shot zone pulled up. You know, he's a he was eleven, excuse me, he was nine of eleven inside the paint. Yeah. Nine of eleven. I mean, just getting wherever he wants. And that's the case for for you know, I think Jason Tatum could also get to the paint whenever he wants to but Derek white there you know for some reason the the hawks thought maybe that's the place to hide trey young you know here's that that's it's not the answer you know that that just ain't it and you know Derek white is and we talked about this last episode and you know we talked about his confidence right and a lot of that is his shot but it's, it's really in everything that he does right now and he's always been one of the things even last year when that trade was first made that we called out is man, this guy makes good decisions. Like I, I, I don't know that we're always going to get big stat lines. And certainly that's been flipping a little bit throughout this season is now we're kind of expecting him to fill the box score, but he always made the right decisions, even in the games where he didn't have those big numbers that you could directly go to. It was, you know, the unspoken way that he affected the game. Well, now it's both. It's everything. It's this, that, all of the above. There's literally nothing Derek White's not doing to put a stamp on this game and, and on this series. Like like we said, he's the, he is the definitive MVP of the first two games of this series. It reminds me of what Mike Gorman would always say, like earlier in this season, he'd be like, man, he just wakes up and has 15 points, right? That's kind of what he was expecting out of Derek White. And now I feel like I'm expecting Derek White to get 18 to 24. Like if if he's not getting 18 to 24 points a night, it's just like, man, something must have gone wrong. And I'm also expecting him to play the third most minutes on the team. We've been touching on this trend in our recent podcast about how Derek White is starting to um, outplay 
in terms of minutes, Marcus Smart and um, Malcolm Brogdon also had 28 minutes off the bench tonight. Jalen's minutes a little bit down at about 36 minutes tonight. Tatum still around 39. But it seems like Joe is really starting to figure out his rotation for the playoffs right now, which I'm really excited about. Although he didn't call timeouts when it seemed like DeJounte Murray probably could have just you know needed a timeout, uh, used a timeout to cool off a little bit. The rotation that you see with the Celtics when you juxtapose that with the Hawks, who just have no idea which lineup to throw out there right now, it just you know speaks volumes to why this team is one of the best teams in the league and the Hawks were a playing team. The Hawks just don't have any answers, right? Like Anything they that they can throw at the Celtics, even when DeJounte gets hot, the Celtics have a way to respond. The Celtics are enforcing their will on the Hawks in every single manner imaginable. There was even a great quote today that I saw floating around about Clint Capella highlighting the mismatches that, that we have in that I can't back up my teammates because when I'm out there, Al Horford's out there and I can't leave a 44% three point shooter by himself on the perimeter. And then when you throw Rob Williams in there, and this is, you know, to talk, let's talk about the Celtics bench a little bit here. This will be our transition okay. to the Celtics bench. Cause I think Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, and, and let's throw Sam Hauser in this mix too. Cause Sam Hauser was D it up my guy my, my guy was having a great night on defense i really enjoyed this but you know we talked about how the beginning of this game was was kind of flipped around from from game one right the hawks came out got a little feisty got a little hot from three-point range which they're not a good three-point shooting team they were 20th in the league in three-point shooting throughout the year that's that's not really their game and their in their go-to so when they get hot they can obviously be, anyone can look like a really good team when you get hot from three you know, midway through that first quarter, Rob Williams came in and kind of changed that game, got three easy looks at the bucket, started, you know, enforcing his will on the defensive end, started, you know, if he got in a switch with Bogdanovich, he was getting that, you know, making sure that he had him kind of pinned to his backside. So it was an easy lob pass to get those mm-hmm. layups. And, you know, Rob Williams is looking extremely healthy right now. And I say that with my fingers crossed, knocking on wood. I don't know whatever else is a rabbit's foot. Is that something people do? I don't know. What, yeah, what else? I mean, that's, that's a lucky, a item. lucky thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I'm trying everything, whatever it could be to make sure that Rob stays healthy. Cause right now this is much like the defense looks like the defense of last year. Rob Williams looks like the best version of Rob Williams from last year right now. Yeah, our bench, even though it's not that deep, right? It's just really Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon sprinkle in a little shotgun Sam in there. Um, just that top seven that the Celtics have right now. I mean, how many players, you know, on the on the Celtics you have to get through before you start picking a Hawks player or someone you'd rather have? Right. I'd rather have Jason Tatum. I'd rather have Jalen Brown. I'd probably rather have Derek White right now, the way that he's playing over Trey Young. DeJounte maybe is the third best player in the series. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say Derek White has outplayed him to, the, so to this far, point. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're probably at um, three players before you get to DeJounte Murray. And the way that Trey Young has been in this series, just a complete liability, you know, you're probably at like, probably Marcus, probably Rob, you know, in terms of impact on this series before you get to Trey. And even then you, you and I aren't big Trey young fans. So like I'd probably, to say take, the least. To say I'd, the pro- least. I'd probably take every, everybody in the top seven <laughs> the Celtics over Trey young at this point. Uh, but that, but, the but bench like that we, we talked have, about, that's seven starters. The Celtics don't yeah, have necessarily do have a starters. bench. They have seven starters is what they actually have. It's crazy, man. And Rob, you know, to your point, just the impact that he's making in 23 minutes, there are all these like jump balls that happen when Rob Williams is on the court, 
where it's like all these crazy athletes, like John Collins is a crazy athlete. Clint Capella is a crazy athlete. Hunter's a really good athlete. Jalen Johnson's a really good a- athlete. And Rob just always is a Kongu. A Kongu is a really yeah. good athlete. And Rob's always the one to get his hands on the ball before them. And that is why we call him uh, Bobby Bitcoin. You know, that's that's why we talk about Rob Williams as this person that can raise the Celtic ceiling to the nth degree. And when he's able to play 23 minutes of really impactful basketball off the bench, it just takes this team to a whole nother level. Yeah, this this team just looks phenomenal right now. Um, there, there's not much else to say in that regard, but just kind of looking at, you know, some of the other guys around uh, around the rosters tonight, you know, Jason Tatum, just a, a really easy, nice night. And so here's the thing. I was thinking about this earlier and it's only been two games, but there hasn't been a need for, and this kind of, this applies to Jalen Brown as well too. They've both been good. There hasn't been a need for them to be special yet. Now, when you go on the road, I think even with the Hawks, it's a different story. That's when you sometimes need one or both of your stars to be special, to be the guys that are the the separators, the differentiators, but knowing what we know about how long and how hard it was to just get to the finals and how beaten up and exhausted the Celtics were to get to the final, or when by the time they got to the finals last year, mm-hmm. seeing these nights where Jason Tatum can go 12 of 22, five of nine from three, didn't get to the free throw line. There were a lot of free throws going around in this game, just, just in general. <laughs> Shout out to the refs, man. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, dude, at one point I was like, man, we're going to get out of here in about two hours, 15. This was a, this was a game that was, it was moving, baby. It was moving around. And so, you know, 29 points, 10 rebounds, six assists for him to have that type of night. That's not really going to, you know, put too much wear and tear. There's another two days coming off, coming up here. Like that's actually really important just in, in a vacuum of the long term of what the, what the goal of this team is. It doesn't seem super important, but in the long run could be something that's, that's super beneficial to have those, these lighter nights. This is why it was so important for the Celtics to play the Hawks, man. Like when you see what already happened to the Bucks in the Giannis going out in the very first game, like, that could have happened to Jason Tatum. That could have happened to Jalen Brown if we had went up against the Heat. We didn't yeah. think the Heat were going to beat us, but we were always just worried. Like, man, playing the Heat, just weird shit happens. And that was time. more the worry than the Heat beating the Celtics, right? Exactly. It was the the physicality and the toll and knowing that there is zero quit when you play Jimmy Butler and you play Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry is going to do his Kyle Lowry shit. Like, that, that, that stuff is just going to be, it's one, it's going to be annoying as all hell for everyone involved watching, playing, you know, trying to decipher what's happening. Uh, and it's just going to, it's just going to wear on you. And, you know, we'll see what happens in that, in that buck series. It sounds like Giannis is going to play in their game two tomorrow. Um, but you know, uh, our buddy Texas, the back injury, back injuries are not necessarily ones that like those kind of linger. Even if you're able to play through it, that's mm-hmm. the type of stuff that just lingers around. And that's what we're avoiding with Jason Tatum right now. Now on the flip, I did want to mention, Jalen Brown and the hand injury. Okay, real quick. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about JB. That sounds good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so Jalen Brown tonight, 7 of 14, 2 of 4 from 3, has 18 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, still filled up the stat sheet here. Uh, did have 4 turnovers, and you know a few of those did look like they came from the hand that he was you know trying to dribble with a little bit. 3 but- in the first quarter. Three in the first quarter, yep. And so, you know, the hand injury is one thing I have been trying to monitor a bit. And and two things that really stood out to me was the first shot he made of the game, a three-point shot in the left corner. And you saw him kind of, you know, going to that hand almost immediately afterwards. Uh, and then right after halftime, he had, I can't remember if it was an alley-oop dunk or not, but he had a dunk at the rim where, same thing, he was kind of flexing that hand once again. And so that is one thing I think that there is to at least keep an eye on so far. I don't think it's going to necessarily matter much in this series, uh, but it does seem that that is something that that is, is at least bothering Jalen Brown to a certain extent. First of all, is that your boy Jay? That is what up Jay. Yo, what up Jay, man? I haven't seen <laughs> Shout out Jay, to Jay like, Arnold in the chat here. I haven't seen Jay in like a decade. What up boy, <laughs> um, man. Yeah. JB, his hand. That just got me so excited that that's Jay. Um, JB speaking of the Jay. JB's hand is definitely a concern, man. I mean, the when he goes up to dunk the ball and immediately looks at his hand and you're worried if it's, you know, if it, if the cut has broken up or something like that. If you've ever had like a really bad cut, that shit hurts for like mm-hmm. six months after the cut. Like the, Real when quick, I, you know what it actually made me think of earlier today? Was it last year or two years ago when you basically cut your thumb off trying to use scissors <laughs> like a child? Yes, I was just about to tell that story. <laughs> so I was moving into a new spot and I was like using these scissors. Long story short, I'm an idiot and I literally almost cut off the tip of one of my fingers and it looked like Dumbledore's hand in in um in like was it the sixth book or seventh book of um of Harry Potter? I don't read. You got to go by the movies. Okay, <laughs> and that finger. Still to this day, I can still feel it pulsing sometimes. Like it was so messed up from that. Like I can't even imagine the pain that JB is playing through right now with a cut seemingly as deep as it was, where every time he does anything with it, he says that he can feel it and he's Mm -hmm. conscious of it and that it hurts him. So hopefully he can learn to play through this pain just like he's learned to play with the mask. Um, Today wasn't the greatest JB game on offense, man. I was, he looked out of it on the offensive end. I thought he played pretty good defense for the most part in this game, but offensively he was a mess. I thought he made a lot of bad decisions. He was only uh, seven for 14. So he didn't like overshoot the ball or anything like that. But there's one play in particular um, late shot clock situation. He has the ball on the right wing, Marcus smart, wide open. 
uh, in the corner and JB just literally, I don't know if he didn't see him out of the peripheral because of the mask or he just ignored him, but he ended up taking like a sidestep three that he drained, but it was just like a weird shot for him to yeah. take. It was like smarts right there, wide open. Like I know smart like shoots the ball too much sometimes, but he, that that's probably the shot, the pass that you should make in the shot that we should take as a team. So with JB, I just like, I thought he was probably of the seven guys that played. He, he was probably the least impactful. Like, I don't know if that, maybe that's too strong of a statement. Uh, Horford, you know, he, he was kind of just doing his Al Horford thing tonight, but JB didn't have a great game, but he still, he still found a way to make an impact. It's just like the rest of the guys on the team were so great. Yeah. I mean, I think of, you know, when you say he played good defense, I think of that, you know, that block he had on DeJounte Murray in, uh, I don't know if it was the end of the third or early in the fourth quarter where, where Rob was also there. So even if JV were to miss the block, Rob Williams was right there to, to clean it up as well. Uh, so, yeah, so I think it's just, like I said, that's, that's basically the only worry the Celtics have at this point is keeping an eye on, on Jalen Brown's hand, but Let's look ahead here for a little bit because this is gonna be a this is gonna be a quick show, quick podcast here. It's Celtics are up 2-0, feeling good, feeling great. But let's look ahead here. And you know, tonight we touched on DeJounte Murray had a really nice game for the for the Hawks. He was really him and a little bit of Bodanovich here and there, you know, was was really the Bodanovich went seven of eleven, four of seven from three. Played that some was, good defense too. Played some good defense. Yeah. So that was that was really kind of their chance and, and it felt like once again very similar to game one Trey Young on the bench their team felt like they have more of a chance going up against the Celtics going up going a little smaller but a little longer you know mm-hmm. with a Kongu out there Bogdanovich Murray DeAndre Hunter and so you know when you look to the series shifting to Atlanta obviously they're going to get at least a little bit of a boost being back at home uh, but like we said the Celtics have answers for everything that the Hawks throw out there if you had to paint a way other than the Celtics shooting themselves in the foot, is is there even a picture you can paint for for how the Hawks can can get back into the series or that Celtics fans should be worried about? Well, they need one Trey Young game, right? They need Trey. I think I saw you tweet something about him going nuclear. Like I I think that they need that, but I actually don't think that's like the best way for them to win, like mm-hmm. a sustain, like to actually have a shot in this series. I think Trey needs to. Play I mean, I think we're past that. I, I got to rephrase that. I don't think there's a way that they can win this. Okay, series. yeah, it, it's, but, it's them to win a game, basically, maybe two. For for me, the lineup that I would go to if I were um, if I were Snyder, I would bench Collins. Like I probably wouldn't play Collins at all in this series. I don't think he he matches up well with the Celtics at all. They they don't know where to hide him. He gets cooked by Tatum. He gets cooked by Brown. Marcus Smart cooks him as well so like i would bench john collins off off the jump and then i'd probably play a lineup of murray bogdanovich akongwu bay and hunter that would probably be like my go-to five for if i needed to make a run mm-hmm. um because i just i just think akongwu presents a lot of problems you know I, I liken him to a young bam i think hunter you know he had a, he probably shot the ball a little too much tonight but they need him to shoot the ball like i said last he, time I think he was, was hot like, early and was gonna try and you know he I, what his first three or four shots or so yeah and i said on the last pod i was like if deandre hunter has a good game that means he scores that. 18 points right he had 18 points tonight so like i would bench collins i wouldn't really play i mean they they ended up benching capella for the most part, he only played 22 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I would go a little bit more length on the court. Let Murray do his thing. Let Bogdanovich do his thing. And then you have Sadiq Bey, who has a history of playing well against the Celtics, just to try to mix th- some things up. Because, I mean, right now, when you look at the Hawks, they're a mess. And it looks like this might be 
maybe Trey Young's last season there. Like maybe they give him one more year with, with Snyder with yeah. the full training camp. But I mean, he, he doesn't look happy there. The team doesn't look happy when he's on the court and that that's not anything new. He's been a nuisance since he's been in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a it's a tough look, and it's getting tougher that their best moments are coming with Trey Young on the bench. I was thinking like, about clearly the the, like, the one clearly. the the one time today where he like showed any sort of guts was when the crowd started chanting "overrated" at him, and he had like one minute of good basketball, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been it, man. I mean, this series as it goes to Atlanta, do you think it makes it back to the Garden, or do you think this is a weekend trip to Atlanta and the Celtics are getting ready for round two? I think we win in five. Okay, I'm gonna so give you, I'm gonna give the Hawks, the Hawks one. one. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna give the Hawks one just because like the the Celtics are so freaking inconsistent, man. Like we should sweep them. We probably will sweep sweep them. But like the way that they've played throughout the mm-hmm. year, we always just when we think we've kind of got over that hump and we've learned all of our lessons and we know not to take teams lightly, we end up taking teams lightly. That's what we do. <laughs> We're the Celtics. We win in five. Celtics in five. Yeah. I mean, I I'm still on the sweep train right now. I said, if we didn't, if we didn't let up in, in game one and kind of have that let down, I thought that this was going to be a sweep. I think we're still on this path. Once again, would not be surprised if what you're saying ends up coming true and it turns into a five game series, but it clearly does feel like the Celtics are in the driver's seat. And, you know, just to reiterate once again, what a break getting the Hawks versus getting the heat. Uh, couldn't have broke better for the Celtics. So they're in good shape. Heading to Atlanta. Game three is going to be on Friday night. Uh, real quick before we wrap up here, like I said, we're going to keep this pretty light here. But, you know, any thoughts on uh, on, on the Kings Warriors series? I know that's just one Let, that, that we have let, a good let's time do, with. Let's do five minutes um, after one. Let's take one more break. Let's one do more? five minutes okay. on Around the League. All right, so let's do a quick check-in here around the league. We already touched on a couple of the Eastern Conference series. I know that right now, as we're recording, Cleveland is up 23 on the Knicks. Darius Garland was going off at, I think, 30 points in the first half uh, in that one. So it looks like that is going to be tied up one-to-one. Last night, one of the bigger stories, the Warriors and Kings out out West, man. Let's go. That is the series. What an electric game. 2-0. Light the beam, baby. Light the beam. Kings up. What were your what were your thoughts on that game? We'll talk about the incident here in a second. But what were your thoughts on on that game? <laughs> I just love the Kings, man. They're so good. They're so much fun. Um, Malik Monk having his moment right now. I love the little three guard lineup that they throw out there with Mitchell, Monk, and uh, Fox. I think it just matches Mitchell was up. Great last night. Mitchell was a was big so time good, X factor. He was playing great defense and then hit that kind of the game ending three. Yeah, and there was that one moment where I think it was like four minutes left. I know Herter was in foul trouble. He had five fouls, but he went to the scorer's table with about four minutes to go. And Mike Brown just like took a look at the floor and he was like, nah, bro, come back to the bench. Like Mitchell got this. And he ended up hitting that three and that was such a big moment for them. And then Harrison Barnes, like this aggressive Harrison Barnes. Did did, did we forget about the revenge factor? This is the revenge. This is the revenge series. He got got ditched to the side for the latter part of the dynasty for Kevin Durant. So this is uh, is Harrison and Barnes revenge people forget he's got that ring for the Warriors from the first one right but I I just love how they match up with the Warriors and then when you have Mike Brown like having been on that coaching staff and understanding how to prepare for them insider info and then Wiggins not looking like Wiggins yet he missed like three months whatever he missed like no one's talking about that there's like oh Wiggins is back it's like yeah well Wiggins isn't Wiggins right now he's like breaking Mm -hmm. shots off the side of the glass and just getting cooked off the dribble by Malik Monk whenever Monk wants to go to the rack so I mean it I'm not going to count the Warriors out. 
they've been awful on the road all year. Going back to Golden State, all they have to do is win game three and they're in good shape. They're going to start getting their confidence back. But we got to talk about the incident, dude. Yeah. So Draymond versus Sabonis. The stomp heard around the world. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll give you my... So so my initial thought on this was at first... Okay, it's clearly a stomp. I'm, I'm just going to say that. It's 100% It's like stomp. stone cold with somebody like, up against a turnbuckle stomp. It was, it was yeah, it was... It, it's a pretty absurd move. It's Draymond. It's such a Draymond move. And I don't know. Here's the thing. There's part of me that enjoys his antics for the drama of it. And then there's part of me that just thinks he's an asshole. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, no, 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 no. You don't have to think he's an asshole. Draymond Green is an asshole. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think Draymond Green would say that he himself is an asshole. That's true. That's true. He he definitely would. He definitely would. But so, like, let me ask you this. They ended up calling, because Sabonis did grab, you know, Draymond's leg, whether it was just him protecting his face, whatever. Mm-hmm. That did happen as well. Would you have been okay if they just called a flagrant one? on both and kept it moving or did it absolutely have to be a flagrant two and Draymond just absolutely had to go. There's no way around. Here's my thing. If they didn't throw him out of that game, I feel like he would have been suspended for game three. So the fact that they kicked him out of game two, I feel like he's going to be back in game three. He, he has to like have some sort of punishment for that. Dude. <laughs> he, he, stomped, he stomped the dude in the solar plexus and then like catapulted himself off of the guy. Like It wasn't cool what he did. It wasn't cool what Sabonis did, but for anyone that's defending yeah. Draymond, it's like that was so over the top. You can't just stomp somebody in the gut in the middle of a game. That's on the, like if that happened in real life on the street, like you might be, be a fight. You, 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 be yeah, a you'd probably go to jail, dude. You can't just like go in and stomp somebody in the chest. Yeah, I my, my initial like in life time i was like i don't think that was like and like it, at first i was i thought it looked worse than it actually was but after you see the replay nine thousand times it's just it's fucking it's like draymond what your team is on the edge here man <laughs> like what are you doing like just what are you doing like it it doesn't make any sense they have such little room for error and this is your approach like come on man <laughs> dude i mean he lost in the game it's the same thing that happened in the finals. Shout out to our guy, Ben Vallis from yeah, uh, to the floor, first to the floor. Uh, this happened in the finals when he, uh, was it, did he hit LeBron on the nuts? Whoever he hit. It was, uh, I can't remember, but he, but yeah, he kicked somebody in the nuts while on a screen and got suspended. I, th- I, th- for I think it was five. LeBron. Yeah. And he, he ended up getting suspended and then they ended up losing the series. Like they, they would have won that series if Draymond doesn't get suspended. They probably win that game last night if Draymond's on the floor because he was having a great game. He was making a big impact on the mm-hmm. defensive end. And then he just gets kicked out of the game. He gets the crowd ramped up. Yeah. Another what, thing, what, like, what do you think about his WWE audition that he did? Like, he oh, went, he will definitely be in WWE. Dude, at some he went point. so far over the top. Like, he went from jarring with like three rows of fans directly behind the bench. He then, I, 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 I'm trying to think if I can remember another situation where a player went and found the camera and yeah. talked to it as if Vince I love McMahon, this shit. like I Vince love McMahon, this is shit. it? You're like the cameras on your left. Cameras on your left. Talk about how much you love this shit. Talk about yeah. how much you love. It was, it was like, dude were you planning this? Like, I know you have like, uh, you know, you want to be in media, you want to be in entertainment, but it, it almost seemed like you scripted this the way that it was playing out. Like it was a very bizarre scene. He, I mean, dude, Draymond's probably earned the benefit of the doubt, probably just because of how much they've won as a team. But if they lose this series, like that's another, 
that's another um, black mark on, on Draymond's record. Like he lost in the finals that one year, and then he may have lost in this series where they have a shot. The West is wide open. If yeah. they get through this series, there's no reason why they can't make it back to the finals. He may have lost them KD too, right? Remember that was the big blowout, him and KD at that Clippers game, and that kind of fractured the tension a little bit. I Speaking mean, of fractured, what about Jordan Poole's confidence? Dude, Jordan Poole face. Is, a, is a mess. <laughs> dude, talk about... Yeah. <laughs> Well done. Well done. I was gonna say the season started with a punch. It's ending with a stomp. It's it's all Draymond's fault. That's that's kind of the way the Warrior season is going right now. But yeah, Jordan Poole is just an absolute talk about a guy that you and I were, were very high on before he kind of rose into prominence. And now he just seems an absolute mess. I don't know what the hell is going on with Jordan Poole. But. Yeah, we're going to have to have like a, a player comp conversation in the offseason with like him, Maxi, Quickly, Hero, yep. Anthony Simons, like all these dudes that kind of live in the same space. Can we, can we put see. them into a ring and have them do like a battle? Because they're all like the same type of guy where it's like, yeah, you're cool to have until you're not. So what do we do with you? Let's just throw them into a ring and have a battle royale of these. I'm not sure what to do with you type of guards. And Draymond is the special guest ref. Yeah, who <laughs> takes a steel <laughs> chair to all of them and steals the belt and runs away. Oh, man. Um, and then the other series last night was just, was you know, Philly, Brooklyn. I think Philly, Brooklyn has kind of a Celtics, Hawks feel to yeah. it a bit. Uh, that should be a four or five game series in Philly's favor. Um, the one thing I will say that is is standing out to me, and last night Tyrese Maxey was awesome in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to have, if this ends up being Celtics Sixers, Max is going to have to find a way to be awesome in that series. Because Harden's having trouble, and and you know the the Nets have some good some good perimeter defenders, yeah. But Harden is having a hard hard time getting any you know getting downhill, getting to the bucket. This has been kind of a theme the last year year and a half or so with him, and I think with the Celtics that's going to play right into our hands with the guards that we have available and wings to match up with him, and that's that's going to be really tough for the Sixers, I think. Yeah, not the greatest series for Harden. As, as you said, the the Nets do have a lot of great wing defenders. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, especially with their switching style that, that they play. Um, Harden already has a hard time getting to the rim. That's probably like going up against uh, Mikhail Bridges, going up against Orion Finney-Smith and Cam Johnson, you know, Nick Claxton switching out on you. It's just like not easy to get to the rim against that team. So, makes sense. Uh, they needed Maxie to step up, and he did. That series 2-0 heading to Brooklyn right now. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Green with Envy. We're going to put a bow on this here. Celtics, Hawks, Friday night. Celtics looking to go up 3-0. Uh, Greg, any final thoughts? And then let us know what we're going to hear on the way out. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm probably putting out some bets for game three because I'm riding a hot streak, baby. Greggy Betts touch. is back. Got the Midas touch. And with that, we're going to play you out with some music from my band down here in Austin, Texas. We are called Black Sheep Optimists, and this one is called Skywalk. Peace, everybody. Peace, y'all. I wish it that I never seen the stars in your eyes A glimpse of what I'm missing, thinking it's a mirage Ooh, you got me tripping and it's hard to describe But I stay for a minute cause I'm digging the vibe I like the way you're looking at the look in my eyes Don't be catching feelings when it's only a vibe Don't know what the deal is, I'm a typical guy You know the one thing different is the state of your mind I'm like, oh my, my, someone throw me a rope I'm getting too damn high, didn't know I could float You could call it a vibe, it's probably all that you wrote But I'd be doing this shit finally if I didn't have hope Cause you know that that embodied that's what go with the flow I can sing a different song if I cannot hit the notes You had me taking off and you took off your clothes It should be coming down by now But I won't